Mikey and Rin stay in. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin stay in. This is Mikey. And this is Rin. You might hear the faint sounds of a babbling brook in the background. We are, it's our, well, it's going to be our eighth anniversary tomorrow. Yes. Congratulations. To us. We're just <laughs> sweating it out. <laughs> Slogging through the Slogging past eight through. years. So we're we're up in the mountains in eastern Oregon. Um, it's an area called, I guess, Anthony Lakes or the Little Alps. And I, I will admit, I underestimated mm-hmm. this area. I underestimate Oregon kind of a lot because I'm like from Colorado and I'm like, oh, That's man. the only place where there's awesome mountains. Right. And so whenever we like come somewhere, I'm like, oh man, this place is going to suck. We're going to land in like fucking Trump country in some weird little town where we can't do anything and... Wow, this area is insane. It's so beautiful. We hiked up uh, the ski mountain yesterday, literally up it. We didn't take a trail. We just kind of bushwhacked through. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so beautiful. Yeah. The wow. mountains here are like craggy, like kind of like um, the Tetons or something, or a lot, a lot of the mountains in Europe where it's like they're just these rocky... I don't know, outcroppings of things and glacial movement. And then there's a lot of couloirs and like, you know, just kind of. What's a couloir? I don't exactly know what a couloir is particularly. So a couloir, I think is, well, I think of a, so like a cirque is like this, like if you look at a mountain that looks like it's, you've had a, an ice cream scoop taken out of it. It's mm. like a big bowl. And then a couloir is, I sometimes will say couloir when I think I mean like avalanche shoot. Oh, like we okay. saw that thing yesterday that yeah, looks like yeah, a big yeah. river almost shooting down the mountain. But a coulara is basically like a, a cave that's under the snow that you could fall into. Oh, that sounds terrifying. Terrifying, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then a lot of these happen every year where like someone will like fall into one and then they can't find them. And Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. <laughs> Sweet relief. <laughs> but yeah, so we're here for two nights. And then we are in... Um, Enterprise and Joseph, Oregon, which are in the Wallawa, well, they're the Wallawa mountain range mm-hmm. next to Wallawa, Wallawa Lake. Yes. And again, it looks like Switzerland or something. It's bonkers. Yeah. Oregon is magical. I'm sorry if you live in a place that's not as magical because <laughs> quarantine and COVID time is harder for you because you, you can't do cool things. Yeah. It's been, we've been really taking advantage of our summertime and <clears throat> also um, you know, because of the transfer date postponement, yeah. Uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to just get out of town a little bit more, right? Because otherwise, <clears throat> otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do this. That's true. If it cool. was on the um the, the second. second, yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Well, I guess we could, technically could have, right? No, because I would have been going in for blood draws, okay, and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, what a what a what a blessing. I know it is. Well, and it's and also I think that there's been a little bit of like last summer. I don't really know what was going on last summer. Like we just kind of had a lot of shit happening and I, and then by the end of like by August we were like fuck, we literally haven't like camped or I, we did all these little like day trips or something but didn't actually go out and do like a proper holiday. Yeah. Which I think that I'm really glad that we're doing. And just from a mental health perspective, it's like, well, for one thing, like, we're not, like, we're going out on these trips. It's like, I just, you know, I, I love where we live. I love Portland. I love our lives. But it's, I think there's something about, like, especially IVF with the waiting game. Yeah. Where you can just 
drive yourself batty. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I love, we have a beautiful house. We have like a, you know, whatever. But Amazing it's like, life. But totally. I can knock around in our house and literally just like drive myself crazy at the thinking, like futurizing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think this, we talked a little bit about this last time, but this next step feels particularly weighty for me especially. You know, yeah. I think I was... The transfer. Yeah. I think I was... I don't know. I think I felt really confident about, nervous, but confident about the first part. Like, oh, I got this. I can churn out a bunch of eggs and, yeah. um, you know, and then waiting for them to develop. That was definitely nerve wracking. But this is the point where it really is the, this is, this is like the true test mm-hmm. of, is your body going to make it happen? Right. Cause yeah. yes, that little thing's going to be transferred in. It's going to be ushered in. <laughs> Yeah. And you have medication to support, but ultimately it's got an implant in that uterus of yours yeah. that I haven't trusted for a while now, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's kind of lost your confidence or uh, you lost your, uh, yeah, I guess confidence. I mean, yeah. like you were, you trusted it so much and then it's, yeah, it's kind of done you wrong. Yeah. So, um, and then there's a pregnancy and a birth and a baby and all oh, the yeah, things, all those that, things you know everyone that gets pregnant thinks about and right. worries about um well, so <laughs> <laughs> i've been laughing because i've been talking with you know or just like certain friends that i have that have just like you know they're asking about ivf and and like i'm telling them about kind of how you know how <clears throat> stressful this process has been and and they're like oh right and then you know when you get to the end of it then you just have to have a pregnancy and a labor and then raise a child, You're you know? Right. <laughs> so it's like, fuck, we're like scraping and, you know, doing all these things just to get to the front door. Right, 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 Um, I think it's good prep. Oh, yeah, you totally. Know? Yeah, and, and Mikey and I have talked so much about the, you know, IVF process, how incredible it is that they've really mastered the science of egg retrieval and you know there's these perfect lab conditions to um further the development of this these little eggs that get fertilized and you know perfect conditions for a transfer but in the meantime there's we anyway have had zero counseling on what to do outside of that so it's like take your low dose aspirin do your shots when you're supposed to and take your prenatal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Right. You know? Right. Um, and and I, I just have found that that's been the case with nearly every, and again, if you ever, if you listen to our show, you'll know that sometimes we, like Corinne is, um, a, you know, Chinese medicine doctor I and mean, she's a, she works, she's an acupuncturist and, um, we sometimes will kind of, you know, criticize Western medicine, but it, uh, I think that a lot of it is super valid. Like, I almost never have I been to a doctor who's discussed diet. Right. Like they've right. said, do you drink over three drinks a week? Yes. Right. <laughs> then you're an alcoholic. You need to stop that. But there's no comments on like, there's never a discussion of like quality of food. How much are you eating at home? How much are you, you know, eating locally? Not that that necessarily matters, but I mean like... You know, how much meat are you eating versus how much cheese are you eating versus how much vegetables? And it seems like especially now when you're preparing this vessel, and we're in woke-ass Portland where right. people, there's a farmer's market a block from our 
you know, the clinic that we're going to, you would think there would be some discussion of like, you really want to be eating well. Yeah, Like definitely. you could have been eating Chick-fil-A. Sure. Every day. Maybe I have been. Those gay haters. You are a gay hater. You know You're listening it. to those, those hateful chicken nuggets <laughs> preaching. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's true though. It's like you could have been, I mean, you could be smoking and eating fast food every day. Right. You know? Right. And it just seems to me like it would be something that they would focus on. Yeah, it, and if not a central tenant, at least a a whisper of <laughs> like, how's it going? Yeah. What are you consuming? <clears throat> what are you not consuming? Um, they talk to you about lifestyle stuff, like don't you know when you're when you are um, when the stimulation is happening, you know, right, don't do jumping right, jacks and stuff. Right, but, right, right. Well, and it's and we've also Rini brought this up recently about COVID. Like, there's almost no discussion about keeping yourself healthy right right yeah like there's discussion about who are the people that are dying from covid and it's oftentimes you know it's older people it's people that are immune compromised um but like you know and then some there's some minor discussion about people that have like you know pre-existing conditions of obesity or whatever well and there's been some discussion of race oh um, sure of course yeah access disparities right yeah right so yeah, but but the we really are sort of just hanging our hats on this still relatively elusive vaccine, um, which is great. You know, we're going to potentially have this preventative measure. But in the meantime, <laughs> you know, and we talk about social distancing. Yes. Yeah, amen. Perfect. Yep. We talk about wearing a mask. Brilliant. Beautiful. Yeah. Washing your hands. Yes. Perfect. Um, and, but there's, there's literally no other chat about, um, you know, maybe we could implement free vitamin D testing and then free vitamin D supplementation yeah. for everybody. Um, and then, you know, obviously, it's still an opt-in thing. There's people that might not want to do it. But, sure. But just to have that on offer, I mean, vitamin D is like the cheapest thing that you could potentially provide to people. <laughs> and I mean, and I don't think that a lot of people are aware of, of vitamin D and its relation to COVID. Like if there's a, was a radio lab? Yeah. There's a radio there's lab. There's nothing, you know, it's not a, it's just sort of correlative, but. Fine. But right. it's like nothing else has been shown to work. So right, they're right. showing kind of these, well, the, the original study was with homeless populations and all of these homeless guys that, and men and women that were on the street weren't getting COVID. <clears throat> and they're like. Or had it but were asymptomatic or were asymptomatic yeah and they were like why is it that all these people you know the covid is just presenting as so mild or they're just not getting it and the kind of the correlations that they found were high levels of vitamin d because a lot of these people were out in the sun a lot right and so i don't know it's just that and copper (laughs) right the other thing they talked a lot about yeah it's a good it's a good episode um but we you know we do know just in general that adequate levels of vitamin D um can be immunoprotective right mm-hmm. and so um with a more robust immune system you can you know potentially um recover more quickly right. and or fight off uh viruses and so I, I don't know it just 
it's it's I I understand that it's difficult to um, sort of speak to the masses because we have different um, access to care. We have different ideas about how to keep ourselves well. Um, But I don't know. It just it does seem like there can be some really simple um, both suggestions and perhaps government programs that that support health, wellness, and immune sure. systems. It's my plate. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, my but, plate, which doesn't include drinking water. No. Thank you. <laughs> or speak to the quality of the meat slash vegetables that you're eating. Right. Um, yeah, but, but doesn't it also, it, it's like... I think people are already bucking so hard against the quote unquote personal responsibility element of like wearing a mask and social distancing. They're already like, fuck you. This is government overreach. So then if it was like, oh, on top of doing those things, we also want you to get your vitamin D levels checked. We also want to, to kind of police what you're eating. I don't know. I think people would just be like, nope, too much. Yeah. I mean, Michelle Obama couldn't say that kids should have access to healthy food or that they should drink water remember that yeah she mentioned water and like all the republicans flipped the fuck out about right right right. like we're gonna politicize water right right i know it's so it's really really interesting it's just it's just a bummer to me that like you know we can look at these other countries and i especially start to think about like the scandinavian countries that you know provide health care for everybody that um i know that some of the countries kind of they they watch what people eat you know, they mm. kind of make sure that people are eating well. Because, and But the idea of it is that, and I think it's altruistic, is that they want a healthy population. And we're just like, you know, we're fucking freedom fighters. And we're, you know, we're going to live our own lives. We'll make the choices that we want to make. We're going to spend the most on health care and have the sickest population. Sure. <laughs> but it's, and then, but, and still think that we're the shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we totally. are crushing COVID. Totally, totally. And... Fuck, I don't know. And so it's just, and then it comes back to the to IVF and like, why are our, why are our doctors not talking about this? Right, right. Yeah, and it's it's so interesting to me because the the end goal of this is to have a healthy child, and you know I'm sure that they don't necessarily see that as their job. Like that's then you get passed <clears throat> off to an OB sure. who's going to counsel you. Um, on what to eat while you're pregnant. But why not start now? Right. And especially, you know, I think of myself coming in as a 40-year-old woman wanting to have a baby who also has some, you know, an inflammatory process going on with PCOS. Mm. That's inflammatory? Oh, yeah. I mean, a big Uh. part of PCOS is inflammation, sort of underlying inflammation. And so to... to, Inflammation's a motherfucker, isn't it? Well, kind of yeah, leads to everything. Totally. But but to think that, you know, that that's not a part of, like, diet mm. is not a, a, a key element to really support um, fertility and then and then healthy pregnancy. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. it, it's inextricably linked right. to what we're doing right now. Well, so. this is an opportunity. Business opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean every. It I is. think every IVF um, clinic, every fertility clinic, should have like a nutritional therapy practitioner sure. on site. Um, I mean every clinic in general. Right. 
Like, it's, uh, <clears throat> I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day, and they were talking about how one of the guys on the show had, like, this Cadillac healthcare plan, and one of the things that he got to do was go see a nutritionist, and I just think it's really funny that that was the kind of metric for, whoa, you've got really good insurance. The fact that you can go talk to someone about what you consume. Right, 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 right. Like, about literally what, what makes up <laughs> your cells. <laughs> Like, you are what you eat. Right. The fucking only thing that you should... Like, everybody... No, I mean, everybody should have healthcare no matter what. But, like, it should be the first thing that everybody has access to is someone to, to help them with what they're consuming. Because right. it's making up everything that is you. Right. Well, and it it it's, you know, contributes to a larger discussion then, right, about access to not only healthcare, but then oh. good food. Sure. Totally. Um, and who has the luxury to eat, you know, primarily vegetables and pastured meat and, yeah. you know, beautiful organic food. Um, and chili crisp, mm. which is my favorite condiment in the entire <laughs> world. It should be on every table. That is basically fried chilies with garlic and MSG oil. Mm. Oh, my God. It it's, does smell really delicious. Oh, it's so delicious. And it's, I don't 100%, I mean, I know oil is, um, oil is dry. So, like... But I don't understand how they stay so crispy. Mm. They're just sitting in oil in a jar. That's definitely the, been your thing. eat your feelings condiment these days, yeah. I feel like. Yep. Yep. Shout out to David Berenson, a uh, man that I work with who is obsessed with it. But there's also a version of it that's what's chili. The, what's the actual name of it? Because people it's should It's called Chili Crisp. It. It's just called Chili Crisp. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I can't remember the name. It's inside. But it's, uh, you'll find it at like H Mart or stores that sell like, you know, kind of traditional Asian ingredients. It's Chinese. And it's... um. But yeah, and it's like got a, a person's face on the front. I think it's her name. Mm. But um, but yeah, it's so good. And then there's another version of it that has like um, sliced garlic in it. Ooh. And it's so crispy and so delicious. And MSG is not that bad for you. It's really delicious. What are you putting it on? I mean, this morning it was eggs and greens. Yeah. But I've been putting it on BLTs. I've been mm. putting it on kind of anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a wonderful condiment. I'll link to it. Yeah, my favorite... I guess you could call it a condiment these days, has been umi plum vinegar. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which is, I think, from shiso. I think that's how it's made. Really? So plum just refers to... Well, I think the plum, I think the shiso... Let me grab the bottle. Yeah, yeah. Grab mine, too. Let's, we'll talk about let's, it. Uh, yeah, I'll, let's I'll not fill say, some time. Let's not say the wrong thing here. Okay, while Corinne is gone, I'm going to list my favorite hip-hop albums in order from... Best to worst. The Roots, Illadelph, Half-Life. No, I'm not going to do that. The um, the amazing thing about being a partner in this is that, um, you know, I'm trying to be, we're both trying to be kind of the best humans that we can be as we prepare for having a baby. But it's like, there's so much, the waiting game is hard for her. The waiting game is hard for me. The waiting game is kind of like, what, what are the things that we fill our time with? Um... And, and it's food mostly. And it's food mostly. <laughs> food and nature are like the two biggest yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. So I don't know how to. S I, I guess the brand on this would be Lao Ganma. So L A O G A N M A, mm -hmm. and then it's spicy chili crisp. Sorry, it's not just chili crisp, but it's so good. And it's yeah, it's got this little uh, picture of a I don't know, fairly morose looking person, pensive perhaps is the word. Mm. Yep. She's she's thinking up new recipes. Yeah, I think she is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Check it out. It's so good. 
yeah, so umi plum vinegar, um, it's a combo um, of pickled, well, umeboshi plums. So pickled umi plums with, along with shiso leaf. So that's kind of, the shiso, I think, is what gives it that little, like, yeah, shiso, um, shiso is so good and to digest, digestif. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I have just been, I used to eat it a lot mm-hmm. in Massachusetts and I've just recently um, reintroduced it because it's such a nice yeah. to make dressings or to make marinades. Today I just like sprinkled it over our mustard greens for breakfast um, and, you know, be judicious with it because it does have (laughs) it has a real kind of salty kick it's got that real acidy salty kind of situation yeah but it's so good it is super good i'm also just gonna just give a quick shout out to our other kind of i think that's been i think it's been the star of the summer which is grandi oats oh yeah wow granola right that's what they term it yeah i mean uh, grain-free granola. Yeah, grain-free granola. Whoa. It's a little expensive. We might have talked about it on the show before. I'm not sure. But it's but it's like in a you know resealable, gusseted bag. If you can find it at grocery outlets. Oh, yeah. Cheap. Yeah. But it's so good. It's like And it's like pumpkin seeds and coconut and all this different stuff. But wow. So good. Yeah. I love food. I know. I do, too. It's really good. <laughs> the, um, you know, we missed... Uh, what did we miss? Just last week. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I appreciate that you know, whoever is listening is listening. We love you guys. Um, we just want to make a show that, you know, we want to make the show when it's like when it, when it strikes us. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and we're hoping that it's going to be every week. We try to make it every week. It's almost been every week for a year and some, Yeah. which is nuts. Totally. So, um, but yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be headed into a lot of adventures here and this is a, this is a therapeutic process for us. Totally. We, yeah. We love having your ears and your words and your all of your support it's just been such a joy to be able to share all of this with you we're gonna have one of our neighbors drive past us at this point oh yeah um see if you can all you gearheads out there see if you identify. Can identify the, the truck <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. uh this these, these neighbors we could my we could kind of see them in their little cabin and um, they were like packing up their car today and they had like, you know, coolers and stuff. And then the dude brought out like at least one shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. All right. Oops. And Rini's like, we come in peace. <laughs> so, Mikey, what were you doing a year ago or eight years ago today? So it would be the day before we got married. So August 24th, 2012 was when we got married. Yes. Uh, the so the day before so, oh so it was the day uh, the um lead, the day of the rehearsal dinner, right, right right yep 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 good question I mean I was probably at the we had a little cabin up in Steamboat Springs Colorado and it was I was probably out there getting things ready on yes I was like mow, yes. we were mowing oh I do remember all of our like our parents yeah were out everybody well remember that it was like kind of awkward it got it was, a little tense because there was kind of certain little... family members that hadn't really been around each other uh-huh and... yep it did get a little tense <laughs> i do remember that yes yeah we were setting up all the little things we had the little like um i happen to i i there's things that pop out in my head one was the um the sandals do you remember we oh had... god 
God. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had sandals for everybody so that you could take off your dressy shoes and and have sandals on. And there was like a lot of, I don't know, there was a lot of stuff around like putting them in baskets and then. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of um, hanging, uh, like uh, centerpiece work. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because what did I do? Our our beautiful friend made these birds and then we attached them to aspen branches. Yes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was a DIY as a motherfucker that way. It wedding, was. Huh? It was, but we crushed it though. I mean, it still to so this day, fun. if you're listening, Aunt Terry, my my fancy Aunt Terry, who's been to a lot of fun weddings, <laughs> she said it was ours was the best wedding. Wow. Yes, it was the best. Maybe That's not the as highest praise. I know. And no offense, my cousin Annie, you it had wasn't a dope as wedding too. It was expensive as no. some that she's been to. Sure. Probably, but. But ours, yeah, it was. Well, a and a lot of you listening, of I think, were there. Oh, that so, could be true. Yeah, we love you guys. You've been on such a journey with us for yeah. the past eight years. Well, and what's so interesting to think about, like you know, wedding wedding aside, but like basically, so we've been married for eight years. We've only we've been trying for a baby for the last two and a half years, and before that, we basically were like, we're not going to have kids. Yeah, isn't it just amazing? Like there yeah. was no thought in our head about having a kiddo well there was definitely thoughts oh, i mean thoughts, we had had for sure. oh god we hemmed and hawed sure. about it yeah. yeah 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 but i mean we were basically settled on like i don't think we're going to right that's right. an amazing thing to think about like the the amount of effort that we're going through right now versus yeah where we're at yeah i know and there's you know that that brings up all kinds of stuff you know it just it feels yeah. like you i think especially as a woman you know, you feel like you've got, unless you've been diagnosed with um, infertility from a young age, if you know that something has happened. Um, yeah. But if not, you know, I know that for me, I thought I had direct control over my fertility. And even as I aged, I felt like I take good care of myself. I'm good. Um, and then to, to, to not have that. Right. <laughs> it, it feels, you know, I feel like I was being so cavalier um, in my sort of early and even mid-30s. Like, psh, I can just have a baby whenever I want. Right. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and this process, I, I think getting pregnant the one time that I did, that really solidified that I want to have a baby. Right. Um, well, and it's also but, like when people ask about, I don't know, this is, this is uh, another topic that I think we could go like deep on, but I've the, so, okay. Three interesting things in the, in the realm of baby making that have happened that I find socially very offensive. One, the day that we got engaged, people that we didn't even know were like, when are you going to have kids? Sure. Fuck you. That's so, I just find it. It's just like, Shut up. So offensive. Right. I might have lost my penis in like a <laughs> some sort of a threshing accident. Like, it's just not, it's just not like a cool thing to ask people, I think. Because you just, you don't know what, you, we might be trying. We might have had seven miscarriages. Like, we might right, be really right. trying. I just think, just think ahead. We've talked about that before. Yep. Uh, I don't have a second one. <laughs> but <laughs> the third one, but the one, the one that's been happening more recently is um, when I'll tell people that we're doing IVF, which I think is like, you know, I don't need to fucking tell you. No. Like, I might not tell you at all. But I want to confide in you that, yeah, we're going through IVF and it's been tough and whatever. But I've had all these people kind of say things along the lines of, 
why wouldn't you just adopt? Mm. Or why do you want to have your own kid? Why like, like is it and it's Well, it's never said that explicitly, I don't think. Oh, I've had it very recently said exactly that explicitly. Why do you want to have your own kid? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like if, huh. if like That's very interesting language. Isn't oh, sure. It? Yeah. And like what and kind of like if the universe is telling you that you can't uh, easily have a baby, yeah. why don't you just adopt? Like yeah, 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 why yeah, are you yeah. this selfish? Yeah. Oof, and I I don't I don't exactly know how to how to respond to that in a very respectful way cuz I'm like and a lot of the people that are saying this have had their own have had biological children cuz I almost said their own kids, right? Sure. It's it's a really It's such a weird way of saying it, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like and I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, so you know if you believe in that so intensely, right. why didn't you just adopt your children?" Right. Oh, because you could, you know, you had children fairly easily. And I don't know, it's just a while like I don't know, man. Yeah. It's wild language to use around it. Yeah. It's also like, it's just, it's just super hurtful. Yeah. It's really, really disrespectful and, and mean, frankly, I, <laughs> you know, like if you want to have mean. a conversation around it, I think saying something like, oh, tell me more. Why did you choose IVF or something right. like that? Right. I'd be really happy to to talk through that but you know I think as a woman too there's a I I have felt an insinuation of like you're broken you're infertile quote-unquote so you need you know you need all of these interventions and there's why would you do that like Mm. you're broken just just go there's a lot of children out there go you know right kind of go do that <laughs> as if that process is easy and right. you just like go pluck a kiddo off the street or something right um, and i'm all for adoption i think it's a wonderful i think it's so wonderful and like yeah. the idea of being able to you know get a kiddo who might not have such an, a great life yep. um, and give them one that's so great but i'm also just like i am so not in a place to judge anybody for and almost any of the decisions that they make. Right. You know? Right. And it also kind of like we're choosing to do IVF. Um, and, but like there are a lot of people in the world that the only options for them are IUI or IVF. Right. Gay couples. Right. Um, you know, people that might, they might use a surrogate. They might like all these different things. Like, and I think it just takes all of the, respect out of the process right it says you're choosing to do this it's expense and i think a lot of it has to do with money yeah i think people are like you know you're choosing to spend this money in a way that seems selfish or something right right and you know i don't know i just i'm kind of like go fuck yourself yeah and it's yeah it's an interesting time to bring it up to when you're kind of right (laughs) right raw dog in the middle of it because as if you it also assumes that you haven't toiled and like <laughs> right. turned yourself inside fucking out thinking about this shit, right? Yeah. It's like, do I have immense amounts of guilt around choosing IVF and spending this money and deciding to have kids later? And of oh, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and so to it, it sort of assumes that you've just like waltzed into this decision, like, oh, let me throw some money around and I'll get my one of those get myself one of those. my own kid. You know, right. it's like, oh my god! Well, it, it makes <laughs> on some of it makes it sound like. God, your boys are all going past in the big trucks. <laughs> you're, um, it makes it feel like we're like someone has walked into our house and they're like, "Do you guys have two dozen Fabergé eggs?" <laughs> <laughs> or like, is that a gold-plated jet ski? <laughs> like, like is that we, seems selfish. That just seems too indulgent. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we're talking about something that's like. <laughs> Yes, we're, you know, we're... The, the like, innate biological desire to procreate right. that many, many, many people have. That drives human culture. <laughs> right, right, right. Why do you want to have... That keeps y- us in existence. Yeah, why do you want to have your own child? Right. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Evolution? <laughs> biological <laughs> imperatives? It's just, I don't know. And, yeah. it, and, it, and it, it, yeah, I don't know. It also makes it look like we're, like, stiff-arming orphanages or something like we're going like fuck you all of you homeless like parentless children yeah no we we are choosing to we know that rinny can get pregnant we know that we have all the parts yeah we just need an assist yeah and i don't and i think that there's something really brave about asking for it yeah and pat ourselves on the back (laughs) but i think it's and i've only gotten this question from men oh that's interesting yeah Mm, not true but 95% men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, I haven't had it asked a ton, but but mine have all been from women. I've had it under 10, but over eight times. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mensfertilitycoach.com is my men's fertility coaching where I can help you fend off some of those questions. Yeah. And understand that the decisions that you have to make in order to have a child, no matter what way it's happening are hard choices but you can make them yeah i know it is interesting because every step of the way like you said you know when you sort of partner up or get married it's like when are you having kids and then if you're having a challenging time and you're letting people in on that then it's you know why don't you just relax you need to go on vacation you need to change jobs you know people have all that sort of advice and then it's been interesting going through ivf i mean and this is for us on the whole we have had such incredibly supportive amazing people in our lives um and i think sometimes the question of you know why didn't you just adopt is it's just clumsy it's not it's not intended to be mean or judgmental well none of Um, none of the things often are right it's like this is just a it's it's just another example of of people like foot and mouth disease, not knowing what to say. Sure. And being like, and again, it's, oh. it's, it's, it's uncomfortable too, I think. And I you think know, it's to... projecting their insecurities yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's an insecure process. Yeah. It's an uncomfortable, <laughs> I guess I should say it's an uncomfortable process. It's sure. something that like, you know, we've, we have a hard time talking about it. We have a hard, we had a hard time making the decision. So, yeah. um, but we're in it now, aren't we? We sure as shit are about, what is it? Three weeks from less than that. Right now, right. two. Oh, no, I guess it is. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three weeks, three weeks. Embryo transfer day. <laughs> but it is a little bit like the person's in the barrel, and they're like just about to go over Niagara Falls, <laughs> and you're like, "Why didn't you just get a raft?" 
or something. Like, why didn't you just, you know, I don't know what the question is, but like, it's like, no, dude, we're going over the waterfall right now. Yeah. So, you want a helmet? <laughs> oh, we adore you guys. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do one. Yeah. Next week for sure. Definitely. We're gonna try to get we got to get a uh, an interview here. We've just been kind of like summering. I know. I know. We, and we oh we might actually have an update interview. Yes. Yeah. We have a friend who's been on the show before who we'd love to talk to. So, uh, but we'll figure it out. Okay, MikeyandRinStayIn.com. Yep. Let's eat at MikeyandRinStayIn. At Mikey and Rin on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mensfertilitycoach.com is Mikey's uh, men's fertility coaching. So yeah, helping people so who cool. are going through fertility issues on their on their own, going through partners of fertility issues, and just helping to be to have their back. Yeah. Helping to be a support. Love we love Yeah, we love you guys. Here from the riverside <gasps> in Anthony Lakes area of Eastern Oregon. So beautiful. I'm Mikey. I'm Rin. And tonight we're gonna stay in cha 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 really brought it home yeah i did bye <laughs> <laughs>